Welcome to Watershed's December podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove. I'm the cinema curator here at Watershed. This time of year prompts the best of lists. So this podcast is going to be in two parts. First up is Nikesh Shukla, editor of Rife magazine, to talk about the 24 most influential young people under 24. In the second part, I will be discussing my top five films we have screened here at Watershed in 2014. But now, over to Nikesh. Hey, I'm Nikesh. I'm the editor of Rife magazine, which is uh, Bristol's online platform for young people, written by young people. And being a fan of lists, lists make the internet go round currently. You know, the, the BuzzFeed list, the Flavorwire list, you know, the, these lists of cultural icons, we thought it would be a really good thing to do for Rife, where we celebrate the 24 most influential people in Bristol under 24. So that's people making movements, people taking over Bristol, people creating art, people doing sustainable projects, people doing interesting things people influencing the lives of Bristolians through um, their creative endeavours. And so we've got people who are doing things in film, in music, in art. We've got people who have um, done things to make Bristol a greener place, which with the, in the run-up to European Green Capital is something that's going to be in focus. So if you want to know who the 24 most influential people in Bristol under 24 are, we'll be releasing the list in full in the next couple of weeks on the website in a good old-fashioned listicle, and you can find out who the people who are making movements in Bristol are. Thanks, Nikesh. And now here are my top five films. First up is how much Jonathan Glazer's Under the Skin has renewed my confidence in British filmmaking. I know film can tell us stories that make us feel good, and British cinema is quite adept at this, usually through costume drama Prism and starring some of the more well-known names in the British acting firmament. Yes, I know that Under the Skin had an American star, Scarlett Johansson, but she was barely recognisable and played an unemotional alien visiting a Dreich all too real Glasgow. The filmmaking was, however, extraordinary, and as I said at the time of the release of the film, the best British film since Nick Roig was in his prime. That reference was and is apposite because really British filmmaking has been hampered, held back even, by the honourable traditions of social realism and previously mentioned costume dramas. Here was a film then which put a glimmer of aesthetic hope and visual ambition back into watching British films in the cinema. Plus it had a wonderful original haunting score by the young musician Mika Levy. A revelation. A footnote, which allows me to sneak in another title, elsewhere on the renewed faith in British filmmaking was 20,000 Days on Earth, a playful but somehow honest, open and heartfelt portrait of musician Nick Cave, which seemed to get closer to his phenomenal and at times scary creative energy, whilst being almost wholly a fictional documentary. A great achievement from first-time feature directors Jane Pollard and Ian Forsyth. Bastards, the much-overlooked and somewhat critically maligned new film from French director Claire Denis, was an angry and complexly structured thriller about flawed men and male violence. There was no compromise here amid an air of fetid violence and corruption. It felt to me like we were watching a director very much at the height of her power, uncompromising, unpredictable and utterly brilliant. Then there was Calvary. In a similar angry vein, an onslaught on the Irish Catholic Church and contemporary Irish values, although not limited to Ireland, which was alternatingly laugh out loud 
and jaw-droppingly on the money with some savage commentary and scenes. Who could forget that devastating opening line? At the centre, though, was an increasingly bewildered but completely believable Brendan Gleeson as the priest whose faith and indeed life is increasingly tested. A touch of sin in Leviathan I can again couple together and sneak another title over the line in my expanding top five as they share both an undercurrent or even overcurrent of critique of the state of their nations, China and Russia respectively, and the visual aesthetic of CinemaScope. Their use of this most dramatic and arguably cinematic of visual formats gave their message more resonance, energy and impact. Richard Linklater's Boyhood was a quite brilliant observational documentary, in my eyes anyway, which charts the growth of a young boy to young adult. It was mesmerising in its simplicity and audacity. In a way you think, why hasn't this been done before? But you realise it takes a director of Linklater's sensitivity, he's proved that in the Before trilogy, and a young actor of rare quality to pull it off, and pull it off they did. Unfortunately, no room then in my top five for the subtly detailed observations of Singapore childhood in Anthony Chen's Ilo Ilo, or the timeless black and white brilliance of Paweł Palakowski's Ida, or the refreshing emotional honesty of Ritesh Batra's The Lunchbox, or the immersive intensity of Nuri Bill Salan's Winter Sleep. Maybe I should just have gone for my top ten. What I take from these films, though, is the vigour, subtlety and passion in world filmmaking, and a confidence in audiences' appetite to see such work in the cinema. So that's my top films we were screened at Watershed in 2014. I'd be interested if you agree or not and what yours are and why. You can email me on mark at watershed.co.uk or tweet me at msc45. And that's all for this year. See you in 2015.